0: We acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which this podcast is recorded and pay our respects to Elders past, present and Aboriginal Elders emerging. The Vale Podcast, hit straight down the middle by the Robinvale Golf Resort. Now, let's get all this settled. The open day or the opening, the official opening of the Golf Club Motel will happen... Carmel assures me on the twenty seventh of August, which is next what, next Friday.
1: Finally, it's done. Finally, it's how another exciting place to rest our heads.
0: Exactly, but you know, for those of us that live a long way from town, or at least have husbands that like that live a long way from town and like to play golf and partake in the extracurricular activities afterwards. <laughs> Happy days. <laughs> Happy days. Dom and Kels, how are you? Good, thanks. <laughs> how's life?
1: Life is amazing. Mm. Woke up, the sun is shining. What more do you want? Well, that's a very good point, Dominic, a very good point.
0: Kels, <laughs> how's life at the pub?
2: It's great at the minute, actually. Is it really?
0: Are you completely closed or are you doing takeaway meals?
2: No, completely closed. We can do takeaways, but um, we've chosen not to because it's not worth it.
0: I'm interested to hear, though, your perspective on this whole thing because the New South Wales lockdown's been extended for another week. What position does it – you know, I said in passing before, how are you going, Kels? Yeah, great. I kind of went, hmm. For someone that owns a business in regional New South Wales, that's not the answer I expected.
2: Well, um, yes, yeah, so I was devastated probably two weeks ago, very emotional, but mm. – I've come to a point, like, what can I actually do? I wrote my letter to Helen Dalton and... Did you? Yeah, and the health minister. Mm. And my response from the health minister was go online and try and apply for a grant that I wasn't eligible to apply for it anyway. Mm. But then I've applied again this week and have been eligible, which is great. Um, Other than that, I didn't get a response from Helen, but a visit. (laughs) Yeah, I saw she was at the Euston pub. Yeah. Mm. Um, I didn't stay for long, but I know some of the grape growers stayed there. Yeah.
0: And they would have chewed her ear off. Yeah, for sure. Good on them. Yep.
2: Yeah. Um, other than that, what can I do? You no, can't well, do anything about
0: it. I think there is a lot of people now that are like, it is what it is. We can't really do much about it. We can try and make as much noise as we can, but at the end of the day it's not going to change anything. No, that's right. But I did hear there was a quote that came from the meeting with Helen Dalton last week that has done the rounds. I don't know whether it was in the media or – but it certainly did get a mention at the council meeting on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And that was – and I can probably pick who said this to her. The government always forgets that we're here anyway. Can't they just keep doing what they've been doing forever?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Or something to that to that effect. I'm paraphrasing. Which is a good point. So you said you are eligible for the grant. Were you successful with the grant? Uh, one, still yeah. waiting
2: on the other one.
0: Yeah. Reviewed,
2: so – Hopefully. Hmm. Fingers crossed.
0: Fingers crossed for you, Kels. This is the thing, though. A lot of these support grants, and you're probably in a, a bit of a different situation because you've got staff, but a lot of the Victorian ones, for those of us that are sole traders with no staff, we're eligible for zero. Are you really putting on chapstick now?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's a little dry in here. <laughs> We've got this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Preparations.
0: Preparations before I hit the record button. So good news on vaccinations between Bendigo Health and the Royal Flying Doctors Service. We should have someone here every second week doing immunisations for COVID. Well, yeah, good. Well, nice. Not for parvovirus. virus, <laughs>
1: <laughs> although that seems to still be a problem in regional. Well, it
0: is still so, a problem. Yeah, yeah. I, actually, on that. Um, yeah, get your dog vaccinated for Parvo because it's a horrendous disease. But getting back to COVID. <laughs> See, Cals, there's no reason for you to be nervous because this is not a professional production whatsoever. We cover all of the topics. We do cover all of the topics. Um, priorities still for farm workers and non-Medicare holders for these vaccination clinics and those in high-risk, high-density accommodations. So that's positive. They did 322 last week. So there was another... Another state-run immunisation clinic at the community centre last week.
1: There was. I only knew because I was teaching.
0: Ah, yeah, because you would have been in the community centre. Yeah, right. Interesting. Hmm. So, anyway, Anita will be in to talk uh, about all of that later on when she's got more of a handle on what is going on in New South Wales. Beautiful,
1: and that'll also come off the back of Pisces as well, being able to. Give the vaccinations as well.
0: Yes. So, John has got the AZ vaccination. You've had your Pfizer, haven't you? I've
1: done both Pfizer. I mm. have.
0: Kels, have you been jabbed yet? No. Are you going to? Not sure. Oh, really? You're still hesitating. Can you run us through your thought processes to why? Because I was a bit of a hesitator in the beginning.
2: I don't really have a reason. I'm just, don't know. Apathy? Mm. <laughs> 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 I actually don't have a reason. I'm a bit sceptical. don't
0: know. I will say that my bum vibrates when I walk past mobile towers now.
1: <laughs> I think my hearing has improved. Oh, has it? Mm. Mm. Is that because you can,
0: you're now like sharpened into everybody else that's had Pfizer and we're now yeah. our own network? We are. Can you read my thoughts now?
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so the rest of the podcast will be in silence. <laughs> it's just dumb of me talking to one another. Through. Get vaccinated <laughs> and you will be able to hear that exclusively. <laughs>
0: What fun. <laughs> what fun. Just like a silent disco. What ever happened to silent discos? I mean, they we're not allowed to dance. Something. Are we allowed they- to dance? Well, I don't know, but this is what I'm like. But talking about silent discos, when you walk into the Robin Bay Leisure Centre here, it's like a silent disco.
1: Because everyone have you has noticed? Their headphones Because
0: everyone's got headphones on and there's no music that plays out loud because you don't want to have a sensory overload. It's fully like a silent disco when you walk in there at night. <laughs> it's hilarious because everyone's got the big beats and stuff. Anyway, speaking of discos, we want to talk to you um, about <clears throat> your travels and experiences over the past couple of years.
1: Yes, let's. <laughs> let's. Why not?
0: No, well, exactly. Because after we'd finished recording last week, you were talking about many topics such as your time in Mykonos and that was your where your life turned around.
1: was. It was the awakening of who I am.
0: Was that at a disco in Mykonos?
1: <laughs> many of a disco. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, talk us through it. When? Hang on. Let's go back to – so. How many years ago did you leave Robinvale? Six. Are you serious?
1: This will be my sixth year gone. Six
0: years ago? Yeah. Are you for serious? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. It feels like...
1: Time flies when you're having
0: fun. I fully expected you to say, oh, yeah, two years ago.
1: No. Six years ago. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Wow. Okay. All right. And from here you went to where?
1: Melbourne. Mm -hmm. So I did my European trip. Before I moved to Melbourne. Mm-hmm. But during that trip is when I realized I needed to spread my wings oh. mm-hmm. and fly.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, your European trip, talk us Was that a Kentucky? It was. <laughs> oh, was it?
1: Hashtag no regrets. <laughs> Not one.
0: Oh, no. I don't think there's ever a. Well, what happens on Kentucky stays on Kentucky, except for when you've got a microphone in front of you that's recording. So, let's talk about that. Mm. Let's unpack your Kentucky tour. All right. Uh, How how many people were on this particular tour?
1: 48 we had. That's big. Yeah, we had a big one. yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: And we, to this day, Mm. still contact each other, the whole 48 of us.
0: That doesn't – oh, and Siri is also – Siri loves it. It's that Pfizer thing. She's in on it. (laughs) Um.
2: Siri doesn't want to work when I talk to her. (laughs) Works any other time. Not necessary.
0: So, the it's good when you have a, a group like that. 48 is big though. So, where was it, the European, give us the locations that this Kentucky you can't even remember, can you?
1: We did 19 countries, 36 days. Wow. So, I did the longer one, so I spent more time in the places. Mm-hmm. So, we weren't just on a bus and off in a one yeah. picture here. Yeah. Um, so, we started in London. Mm-hmm. We all met at the pub, mm-hmm. as you do. Mm-hmm. And from there we got, we went to, our first stop was Paris. Yep. So Eiffel Tower, actually, it was today, no, two days ago, seven years ago. Wow. I was on the Eiffel Tower.
0: Oh, exciting. Ooh.
1: Very nice. Mm. Um. Yeah. And then from there we went to Greece. So Greece was at the very start of my trip. Oh. So it was perfect timing for yeah. me. Yeah. And then that's just where I fell in love with who I was as a person and- just no judgment. It was just you are you.
0: Is that because of the people you were surrounded by, or the change of scenery, or was it? I think
1: both. Good, or? No, and do you know what? To this day, never have I ever.
0: Oh, yeah, good boy. Yes, that's good. Yep.
1: Um, I almost got into a fight at a bar for that. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I was because mistaken, You would mistaken identity. No. Um, a man came up to me thinking I was the supplier of said thing. Oh. And yeah, I had to get escorted out by the security because I was being harassed by this man. <laughs> good times, really? Yep. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Good alarming good, times. Good though. times. Yeah, right. Yeah, interesting. Um,
1: but no, yeah. Obviously, there's so much to the world. Mm. There's so much of the world out there, and mm. right now, obviously, we can't experience that. So I'm so grateful that I've been able to do that. Yeah,
0: I still want some. I still want to unpack that a little a little deeper. I want to know what happened because. Having been through the same sort of process, I know the exact moment where I had the same thing. I was a lot older than you because I'd had the career thing first and I was 26 at the time. I
1: was 24. Yeah, still
0: older. Older. Yeah. 24. I can't even remember being 24. Anyway, um, <laughs> that's <was> a long <laughs> time ago. But I remember I remembered the moment and it was while I was out hiking in, Cal- in the California mountains. Yeah, right. So I want to know what... Like the lead up was obviously, yay, I'm out in the big wide world. I'm on a Kentiki trip and Kentiki tours will do all sorts of things to you. Many people, I think everyone, did you fall in love on this, apart from with your who yourself and who you are?
1: No. You didn't? No. What? I practised a lot <laughs> but didn't fall at all, no.
0: Good work. Well, that's good. That's a positive thing. But was there a moment, was it at a disco in Mykonos, was it on the beach or was it just a... Did you wake up one morning and gone, oh, I've j- just had a change of mindset.
1: That's literally like, I remember the night I, it was 3 a.m. I was on a rooftop with somebody, finished the night off. <laughs> amazing. Practicing, uh, practicing being in love. Being in love.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Finding <laughs> love. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, yeah. Went to bed seven o'clock the next morning, woke up, went down to the bar, got a cocktail, got a euros.
0: At seven o'clock.
1: Seven o'clock. Good boy. Booked my bed for the day, paid my 10 euro. And I just thought, Wow, I had just woken up a completely different person. And I thought from that moment on, do whatever you want to do and be who you want to be because why? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. You it, know, well,
0: it's a long life to live if you don't.
1: Exactly. Isn't it? Exactly. Mm. And yeah, from that moment on, I just let loose and I was free.
0: And haven't looked back.
1: I haven't. No. No. Good and I come for you. back and I quit my job and I moved to Melbourne and here I am again. Mm sharing all of my knowledge that I have gained Correct. over the last six years.
0: And I remember saying to you, and I didn't realise it was six years ago, but I remember saying to you, never say that you'll never come back here. Correct. Because
2: the and best- he, And he's hating it, right? <laughs> are
0: you really? I, like,
1: it's different. <laughs> of
0: course it's, it's different. Adju-
1: it's the adjustment.
0: Yeah. And it is an adjustment, but you're not You're not hating it, are you?
1: I'm not. No, no, no. Not good. I'm, I mean, to be honest, I went on a walk with Kelsey this morning and walking across the bridge and looking down, I was like, There's actually nowhere else I'd rather be right now. Mm. Looking around where I am, what's happening, Mm. there's no place like home.
0: (gasps) Oh, that's very Dorothy of you. But you're right. You're absolutely right. I mean, yeah. Actually, you know what? I had something. I was looking through my uh, memories on Facebook the other day, uh, this morning actually, and a memory from five years ago said almost exactly that. There's nowhere else. After every, everywhere I've been, everywhere I've lived, not everything I've experienced, I am exactly where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. So I think when I said to you, never say never, there's nothing better than going out and experiencing the world – and then bringing that experience back to enrich – and this is going to sound like a right wanker – but to enrich the experiences of people here that may not have those same opportunities.
1: And 100%. And it's also giving them the opportunity that I never had as well. That's right. So, yeah, win-win.
0: Yep, absolutely. Something else that I didn't realise about you. Yes. You're an army boy.
1: I was an army boy. WTF, Dominic! I did it. I joined (laughs) the Defence Force.
0: the hell? Are you still an enlisted soldier?
1: Not at this particular second in my life. However, I am in the process of um, enlisting for army reserves, so Are I you? will still be a part of the ADF.
0: So let talk me through that process because this is something you
1: wanted to do for a long, long time, forever. So since I was in year twelve, um, my best mate Duncan O'Brien. Um, he's still in the Navy currently. So he was going to the Navy, I was going to the Army. And we did all of our aptitude testing, everything all together in year 12, at the end of year 12. And then I chickened out, but I also had a really good job here to stay with. Mm. So I stayed, followed my dreams here. And what were you doing here at the at that hairdressing? Time? Yeah, so I r- was doing my apprenticeship.
0: That's right, because you're a qualified hairdresser as well. I, I always am. forget that. I am, yes. Yeah.
1: Yes, I cut many of hairs. Mm.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, um, so you stayed. He went to the Navy. He went
1: to the Navy. Mm-hmm. Um, And then it's just something – I don't know. I think every 12 months I sort of think, what if and what would it have been like? And last year I got a call from the Defence Force and it had been 10 years – 11 years since I'd applied – And they're like, how are you going? What are you up to? What are you doing with your life? And I sort of laughed at the lady and I sort of thought, well, I live in Melbourne. And she's like, oh, not a great deal then. And I was like, yeah, no, you guessed it. And she said, look, your records are expiring. It's been a while. Would you like to re your aptitude test? And I thought, why not? Like, what do I have to lose Mm -hmm. to just, you know, put my details back down and just be on the system again? Anyway, I did all of that and turns out 10 years later I'm a little bit smarter and a little bit wiser than what I was when I was 17 Mm, so a little
0: bit more experienced yeah Yeah. so I um,
1: all of the opportunities I had on my piece of paper in front of me to join the ADF were endless it was honestly endless like I could walk into any job that I wanted to in the ADF and I thought there's really nothing happening in the world and I wanted to I've always wanted to be a part of something that makes a difference and feel a part of something that can help and create opportunity and be challenging. I love a challenge. Mm -hmm. I'm always wanting more out of everything I do. And I enlisted. I thought, let's just do it. So, yeah, I enlisted in October of 2020 and on the bus I went. On the bus to where? To Kapuka. So each soldier, Mm -hmm. so each person that joins the army, does the same basic training in Kapooka. So, you've got 86 days near Wagga. Right. And you are first and foremost an Australian soldier. So, that is where you go to do your soldier training.
0: Wow. Yeah. Yeah. 86 days. Yes. So, during that 86 days, and I realise there may be parts of this that you can't talk about... But what was the process like? Were you scared out of your army boots or what was going through your head when you were on the bus to Kapooka?
1: On the bus was good, actually, (laughs) um, because we, at the time, Victoria was in lockdown and New South Wales were fine. Complete difference at the moment. So what I actually had to do first was fly to Sydney and do two weeks quarantine in a hotel. Mm -hmm. And then we caught the bus at the front of our hotel and then we were shipped off to Kapooka. So the 12 of us from Victoria had been locked up for two weeks. Mm-hmm. So we were on the bus and chatting and we hadn't had human interaction for 14 days. So the actual trip to Kapooka was really, really good. We had no idea what we were going into. Our corporal was at the front of the bus and didn't really say much to us other than are you left-handed or right-handed when we got on the bus. And we all sort of thought, "Radio."
0: Is that for the artillery training?
1: Yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was to see which weapon, which yep. weapon we needed, left-handed or right-handed. Yep. And yeah, we sort of sat on the bus and our fellow, I don't know what I would call them, or our pontoons, like our pontoons yeah. um, were already at Kapuka. So they had started their training at 10 a.m. that morning. Oh. So we arrived eight hours later than them. So our corporal decided to tell us in our last 15 minutes of our bus trip, call your family. Now it's the last time you'll call them for a couple of weeks. <laughs> Let really? them know that you're okay. And you guys have eight hours of catching up to do. So smarten up pretty much. And Whoa. as soon as we stepped off that bus at camp, it was a completely different world. You, yeah, you don't know your first name once you're there. So I was recruiting as a tester. And did they hate my last name? <laughs> I bet too many syllables. <laughs> so many, um, yeah. And we were known as the ones from Victoria because we were late. So straight up, the twelve of <gasps> us had a massive disadvantage. So we had, yeah, we had to catch up in eight hours that the rest of the guys had done in literally thirty minutes. We had to catch up on everything for that day.
0: Wow.
1: Um, that very first night, I I don't think I slept. I was I was literally shaking. Like I'm and. I'm 29, you know, Mm. like, and I was petrified out of my skin.
0: Oh, so you were shaking from fear. I
1: was so scared because I just had no idea. Like you watch the movies and they yell at you and things and you're like, (laughs) it's a movie. No, that's real. That's real life from the moment you step foot there. And I loved it. I like from the first morning onwards, I was like, all right, we've got this. Like you just do as they say and you're there for a reason. You've made that decision. You've made that oath. Mm -hmm. And Yeah. It was crazy. Crazy.
0: So after the on the first day when you say you had 8 hours of catching up to do. Yep. Is that 8 hours of running of – because when when I think about the initial stages of basic training, I'm thinking – and I'm a child of the 80s so I'm thinking of movies like Stripes with Bill Murray. <laughs> Have you, you guys seen no, that movie? No. Watch it. You will – it's really funny. Anyway, um, I think about um, new recruits coming in that are out of condition and need to catch up on their fitness and um, are a bit casual and laid back and what – so when you say – you had eight hours of catching up to do. Yeah. What did you literally have to do? Was it literally push-ups, running, no. et No. So what the first it? day
1: is literally learning how to walk. What? No joke. You literally have to learn how to walk. You have to walk a certain way. You have to hold things in your left hand. Just little things like that. Like you can't breathe loudly. You can, your eyesight can only be a certain way when you're walking a certain way. Like you're not allowed to look left and right because there's no need to whoa so just little things like that um we even got up to our rooms to our corridors and you know we were late so everyone's waiting for us and they were like go find your room and we had no idea of what we were doing and we got into our room and I am so lucky I had the four greatest roommates I really did and you know being who I was obviously I don't want to sound stereotypical but being a gay boy going into the army is already scary enough mm. so I'm not great with guys, yeah. like with the straight blokes and the big men. Are you not? No.
0: Is that intimidating for you?
1: S- yeah, sometimes it can yeah. be. Um, and especially growing up where I did grow up, that was something that really held me back. So going into this environment where I knew could be quite masculine, I was petrified and I walked into my room and I met four great guys. One guy was 32 and the other boys were 18, 19 and 21. Right. And I walked in and I have never met for other guys that have been so nice and so welcoming with no judgment like we had just walked in and I was like what do I need to do and they were like get undressed like put these clothes on hurry up like just everything and literally in that 30 minutes they had caught me up on their eight hours and they're like this is how you have to walk this is what you have to say this is what you have to do this is where we're going this is what we do when they say this and it was that quick and that done and we're in the showers 30 seconds each and straight in bed and that was it
0: wow yeah do you think, um, or was it in your experience? How many people were in your platoon?
1: We started. I think we had thirty-eight on parade. Yeah, we started with.
0: Okay. Do you think people that join the army are exactly that kind of person, though? They they want to help and they don't judge and they go in with that mindset of um, mateship.
1: Some do. Some. There were so many young boys and girls there. Um,
0: So were the females in this – it's all mixed together?
1: Yeah. So uh, at the moment the army are transitioning into really, really focusing on the equality. Right. Um, So we – that time. Yeah, exactly. They have our uh, our platoon – the girls had their own room, Mm -hmm. but the platoon under us, they actually had – what is it? co I don't want to say co-ed, but yeah, yeah co-ed, like co-ed rooms. Yeah. Yep. So it's where they're trialing having the males and the females together because we're all there doing the exact same thing. Yeah. We are not there as a male or a female or, you know, no matter what job you're going in for, you are there to be a soldier. Yeah. And if you can't stay in the same room as somebody else who may be a different gender or have a different background to you, then mm. you're in the wrong place.
0: And, yeah. And I suppose it all comes down to discipline too, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Like be, self-discipline
1: hundred percent. And yeah. also then as a group, mm. because it is so much about teamwork.
0: Yeah. Right. So that was day one.
1: <laughs> that was the day. Yeah. And you had 85
0: day more days. Yeah. So from there, the next morning, what time are you up? 6 a.m., so you got to sleep in. Good for oh.
1: you. <laughs> are you not
0: a morning person?
1: No, I no, I am. I'm yeah. 100% a morning person. But the way you get woken up, oh. you, you don't have a nice little alarm. Like <laughs> you are up. They sc- are screaming at you.
0: It sounds like growing up in an Italian household.
1: And then you've got to rip the sheets off your bed. And you've got to race out into the <laughs> oh corridor. God. Like it is crazy. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So
0: it fully is like stripes.
1: Yes. Yeah. God. So when I say it's like the movies. Yeah. It is. It is. And more. Wow. Yeah.
0: So, when the corporal that was on the bus with you said, call your family, mm-hmm. what then happens to your phones, to your laptops, all of those devices? So Do you hand them over? Yep.
1: Yeah. So, they get put in a box. So, yeah.
0: Now, you've got some photos here that I'm not allowed to use, which is unfortunate. <laughs> How did you manage to take photos?
1: So, I took those photos on my exit day.
0: Ah, so, before right. I
1: handed my uniform back when I left, yeah. I got a quick snap because... You, need, you have to get them. Oh. I mean, we. everyone has them, I yeah. think. Um, yeah. But we're not allowed to have them.
0: Right. So, you, <laughs> so you're not supposed to have those photos no. of you in uniform?
1: Not in a – yeah. Mm. Depends in what context it's taken and mean? where it's taken. What does that mean? So departmental buildings.
0: Oh, so you're not allowed to have the government. Like yeah. yeah. Okay. That could be geotagged and things like that. Yeah, so I was in a
1: different building and a different base by that time when I was exiting, so I could take that photo, but I can't release those photos.
0: Right, yeah. Okay, gotcha. All right. Yeah. I understand not being able to release photos. I've worked in (laughs) this area long enough. Speaking of which, can we just pause for a second? I forgot to mention this at the start. It's our 100th episode. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) Yes. who would have thought? I know. It's two years since this thing started um, in the office at the Sentinel. So, yay. Anyway, back to your stint in the army. Yes. Um, so, on day two, you're woken up at 6am. hmm And then what are you doing? What are you doing day to day? Uh, uh,
1: getting yelled at. Yeah. <laughs>
0: but, like, you wake um, up at 6am. Is it run first? Is it-
1: So, 6am, you're up, bed's made, shaven, freshly shaven every shaven. single day. Clean shaven. Buzz cut? Buzz cut, So <gasps> buzz cuts are done on the first day. Um, I got mine on in my second because we were late. Late, yeah. Because we were the Victorians. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you're up. Bed's made literally two centimetre measurements.
0: Do they come in a measure They come
1: in with a ruler. Yep.
0: Are you serious? Lucky
1: for me, I was always taught how to do a hospital corner. So I was the ah, king of hospital corners. So good uh, work. my bed was never flipped or tossed out the window. Thank mm-hmm. goodness. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So grooming first up. So beds clean shaven, ironing, dress for the day, ready to go. Then we'd – first couple of days was all about the marching. So, like I said, we had to learn how to walk. Yeah, right. And there's a specific way you have to walk all of the time. So, the first three days was very heavily around marching. So, we would literally march from 7 a.m. until 10 p.m. at night.
0: Whoa. Yeah,
1: and you're not allowed to sit down at all unless <gasps> you're eating. Yeah. Um, you're not allowed to touch your bed. You're not allowed to rest. Nothing. So it's all go, 6 a.m. to 10 p.m.
0: And do they teach you the old wiggle your toes and your boots trick? No. They didn't teach you that? No. Oh, I feel like I've been lied to my entire childhood. My school principal, so when at primary school... Again, just to digress a little from the conversation. At primary school, we used to have to stand for our assemblies. Mind you, I grew up in a primary school that I think at max had 23 students total. (laughs) But we used to stand for assemblies every single morning. And our principal was a bit militant. But he used to, when we used to get tired or people would get a bit dizzy, he'd be like, wiggle your toes. In the army, they teach you to wiggle your toes while you're standing to attention. And we had to do the full it, well, looking back on it now, I'm like, God, if teachers did that in schools now, they would imagine, be outrage.
1: Imagine. <laughs>
0: imagine. But this is what we had to do. And he told us from a very young age, wiggle your toes. That's what they teach you to do in the army.
1: So a lot of us was, uh, a lot of it now is breathing. Really? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Breathing how so?
1: Four in, four out, four seconds.
0: Oh, so you're counting. Yeah. Does that mean though that you're not paying attention to oh, no, You're always oh.
1: paying attention. So it just centers you yeah, right. and finds where you are and just reconnects you, regrounds you. Yeah, right. Yeah.
0: Well, that's essentially yoga, like any sort of well-being, yeah. meditation, that yeah. comes back so to your breathing. A
1: lot of it now is just, it's a lot of well-being. Is there? Yeah. Oh.
0: What kind of well-being? Like, so what just, do they- you know,
1: just keeping like mentally fit and yeah. healthy. Um, the Defence Force are really big on that now. Yeah. Um, especially About with the time. things that are happening yep. that have come out in the last couple of years. Yep. Um, They're very, very strong on your mental health and wellness and yeah, right. well-being.
0: That's good that they're doing it now. Hopefully they're doing that for, for veterans as well. But that's yeah. another conversation that we won't have with you. Oh. Not right now. So after you get – did was there a point where you got really homesick and just thought, I'm not – this is nah, – no, I'm done?
1: I, I didn't get homesick – as such, mm. because I was so ready for this, mm. it was more having my independence taking away. Uh. I'm a really independent person. Mm. I am the boss. Mm. I am really in charge of what I do. And to absolutely give every second of your life away.
0: Is like being married.
1: Well, yeah. And I chose not to do <laughs> that either. Apparent, so Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah and we'll, we'll unpack that later. If, are we allowed to or not? Oh, we can. Oh, okay. But let's carry on with the army discussion because yeah. this is fascinating. When I found this out last week, I was like, what the hell, man?
1: I didn't tell many people. It was something I had to do for myself, I think, more than it was to be like, yeah, I did this and this is who I am. And, yeah, you know, it was more of a personal goal for me and something I needed to do in my time.
0: W- was that because of because it's so different to – everything else that you'd done to that point. I mean, hairdressing and dancing is th- almost the polar opposite to the military.
1: Definitely. Yep.
0: So is that because you enjoy being a ra- well-rounded person and not being pigeonholed? Like you said before, and without being rude, um, being a gay boy, yep. going into the, going into the army, that's something that's relatively in recent history. It's only relatively new. Definitely. Um. So, that takes a lot of courage in and of itself yeah. to me. was Were you intimidated at all or was that something that you thought about or didn't think about? Was it something that they thought about or didn't think about? Like was it an issue at all?
1: It definitely wasn't. It was actually really funny. The first conversation I had with my roommates, it was probably three nights in, I can remember it, one of the boys come up to me and he goes, you are, aren't you? <laughs> and I was like, "Wow." I'm like, excuse me? And I got really defensive and I was like, what are you talking about, mate? Like I like put my army voice on yeah. and he's like, nah, but you are. And I was like, no, what are you talking about? <laughs> and he was like, oh, no, no, nothing. And I was like, yes, I'm gay. And he's <laughs> like, I knew it. And then like all the boys laughed about it because they'd obviously spoken about it. Yeah. But like I said, they were the most welcoming people that I could have met in that whole platoon.
0: And I think for that to occur in the military, which is obviously – a very masculine setting um, for that for that kind of welcoming and that sort of embracing um, in stop st- the leg shake <laughs> <leg laughs> is he nervous or what's he yeah. what's no, going on there I do the that too it's leg fine shake. <laughs> I do that as well don't worry about it. but I think being embraced in things like that is a sign of how far we've come definitely as society and how far,
1: yeah definitely Do you know what i mean like yeah.
0: that's i mean it's only five guys four or five guys in a room but it's a real really good illustration of five strangers coming together and no one casting judgment so the sooner that happens and we've seen it happen in rugby league but the sooner it starts to happen in other male yeah. dominated settings and sports the bloody better i 100%, think 100
1: and yeah times are changing yeah they like, really are
0: just deal so, with it that's it um so halfway through
1: mm-hmm.
0: when you weren't getting homesick, but you were facing this lack of independence and your liberty's been taken <laughs> away like everyone is in lockdown right now. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: How did you cope with that?
1: I didn't. I you don't didn't. think. No. Okay. And that's why I am guess I'm not there today. Right. Um,
0: Interesting.
1: So myself and my one of the boys in my room mm. – um, he's 32 so he has a family at home he's got two kids and a wife yep and you know you're you're strongest with your mates with you and they are honestly all you have there Mm. because you can't just call your family and be like hey i'm struggling today Mm. when you wake up in the morning and you know you've got a 32 year old man beside you crying because he misses his family and you know very much the same as me very independent you sort of look at okay well what am I here for and why did I make this decision? And for me, at that time, halfway through training, I was like, I, I don't have to be here. I want to be here and I want to succeed in this, but I don't think I can do my best and be at my full potential here under, the cer- like under those circumstances. Mm. So for me, it was more looking after myself mm. in the long run. And like I said, like I know, I know quite a few people in the ADF. So I, I knew what I was going into and I knew what I was signing up for in the long run, but nothing can prepare you. I don't think for when you're actually there Mm. experiencing it. And that is the reality. Mm. Yeah.
0: And that's only basic training.
1: And 100%. And that's the worst of it. Yeah. Like it's the make or break for you.
0: Mm.
1: And yeah, it either makes you or breaks you. And yeah. I think it did a bit of both for me.
0: But that's okay. It's okay to be broken. Yeah. To build yourself back up again. Definitely. Then this is one of those things. Like, there's no such, oh, to me, there's no such thing as a failure. It's break yourself down, build yourself back up again.
1: It's all part of the experience. Yeah,
0: it is all part of the experience. Yeah. So as far as the Defence Force goes now, if, mm-hmm. say, in five years' time, you get to a point and you go, no, actually, I think – This would be – I think this is something that I actually really want to do Yep. because I've ticked off a lot of other boxes and I think this is something that I do want to put my full focus now. Um, And I can see how if you've got a family and kids at home um, for your roommate, like that would be – not seeing your kids. I get get upset if I'm away from my kids for like a night or two, (laughs) Um, which is odd because we do nothing but whinge when, you know – it's one of those things. But if if time comes where you do decide that it is something, can you do you have to reset your aptitude test and do training again or what's the process from
1: here? Yeah, so you just go in and you start fresh. You start so fresh. So you have your same number. All oh, right, okay. So you're so I'm uh, as it stands now I'm a veteran yep. because I served one day in the defense. One so day. So that's all you have to do now to become a veteran, which is I feel a little bit, um, what's the word, dis- Inappropriate? Yeah, yeah, I think for those that have served and mm. actually done a lot more than mm. going to basic training, but mm. it is the first step. So, yeah, the rules have changed now. So all you have to do is one full day in the defence course and you become a veteran. So I'm on the books now forever. So if I do want to go back in, um, I do have to start from scratch though. So yeah. I do have to do all of the training from day one again.
0: Right, yes. But still with your same number.
1: With the same mm. number.
0: So how does it pan out then? I'm interested with the process because to me, I I would have thought, knowing zero about the Defence Force, I always wanted to be in the Air Force and then they told me you had to be good at math and I went, no, <laughs> don't think so. I just <laughs> want to be Tom Cruise in Top Gun. <laughs> yeah. um, but... To me, it looks like once you're in the system, it could be quite hard to get out. Is it not?
1: Or It's actually harder to get out than it is to get in. Is it? Yeah.
0: So run us through the process. Once you've decided that this is not something that you you could succeed into your full potential, what's the process from there?
1: So you have to do an application, pretty much like a letter of resignation, but it's an application of resignation. Right. So they can refuse your letter of resignation so they can say so once you do that it goes to your corporal then it goes to your sergeant and then mm. it goes to the platoon sergeant and then it goes to the captain so it goes all through a full list of people and then it's ticked off up there and then it comes back and then you have an interview with said people so you do three or four interviews and it goes through everything as to why what's happening what are you going to do where are you going where are you living everything you, You're so right. you you can't just be like, okay, um, thanks well so much. Have a nice day. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, yeah, you've literally have to give them a letter of where you're going to work, where you're living, who you're living with, why you're leaving, why did you come. Like you've just got to mix and...
0: Is that because of the investment into you definitely. that they've had for 85 days? 100%. How much does it cost to train one soldier?
1: Thousands. Yeah. thousands. I so, would imagine tens of thousands. Yeah, it's, and it's... Yeah, it's not cheap for them, mm. obviously. And Do you get
0: paid while you're there? Yes. Do you? Yeah. That tax-free army money. Was it tax-free? No. No. I always thought, didn't they say, oh, is it army reserves? I think, it no, you get
1: like tax benefits.
0: Oh, right, okay. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um. So, yeah, so obviously they are investing. Each person that enlists, yep. it's, a, it's already a massive investment for them. Mm. And they also don't want the turnover. No. You know, they want you there and you've made the choice to go there for a reason. So, yeah. they really want to make sure you're making the right choice to leave as well.
2: Mm. Mm-hmm. But
1: um, it's quite hard to leave. You really, really have to know what you're doing and where you're going when you are leaving. And they do look after you really well. If you don't have anything to go to, like a job or anything like that, um, they do that for you. Really? So they make sure that you're going to full-time employment and wow. they really look after you in that way as well. Yep. Um, and then, yeah, they follow you up for the next two years to make sure you're on the right track and you're okay. And then, wow. yeah, you transition back to civilian life.
0: Wow. Yeah. Interesting. So your roommate who was missing his family, did he resign as well? Or did yes. he, go, he did. Yep.
1: So we resigned a week apart. Right. So he resigned first and I was yep. like, I don't have a family. Like stop being silly. Mm. I, I have a family, but I mean, I'm not, I yep. don't have dependents. Yep. I have a dog. Um, she was fine um, <laughs> Is she still fine? Yep, it's her birthday tomorrow Oh, happy yep. birthday She's What's gonna dog's be name? Alfie Alfie, it's a yeah. sausage dog, isn't it? No, oh, that's <laughs> a Labrador
0: Oh, what did I dog. think you Well, I don't know why I thought you had a sausage <laughs> dog
2: <laughs> I think no, you
0: should have a sausage no. dog No uh, No? No,
2: thanks no,
0: okay. I like
1: big ones Yeah, me too Yeah Okay um, Yeah, so he resigned the week before me And then I resigned the week after um, And we still chat um, He's up in Queensland now yeah, with his right. family, and it's great. Wow! So, but it's something we both have always wanted to do, mm-hmm. and you have to do it. And like I said earlier, before when I went on my trip, just experience everything you can. Yeah, because that's who I become on that trip, and that's what I will always do. Now, mm. Mm. is just not hold back and do it.
0: You never say no to opportunities, exactly, because
1: mm. you just never know where it could take you. Or,
0: mm. yeah. and I think if. Going to the defense force is something that's always been in the back of your mind. You've always wanted to do it. At least, at least then you don't die wondering.
1: Exactly. And that's my biggest fear is not doing something, regretting not doing something. Yeah. Like just do it. Saying what if.
0: What yes. If I had what had if. if? Yeah, and what I
1: if? will always, I would have always done that. Mm, mm. And even now I have a little bit of, what if I stayed? Mm. But I can always go back. It's well, exactly,
0: you can always go back. It's good. But at the moment, when you spoke about um, you want to do something that has an impact and makes a difference, do you understand how much of a difference being a dance teacher in a small town like Robinvale has?
1: Oh, 100%, because do you really? I was a student of. CED. Yeah, I guess so. So I, I do. And I mean, I'm not saying what I have done or what I haven't done hasn't made an impact mm. ever in my life. Mm. Um, but it was just something that had always been in my mind that was a part of something bigger. Yeah. I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's more that makes you feel small.
1: Yeah. 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 Cause yeah. you know, I've always been the big fish in the small pond Yeah, and sometimes I like being the little fish.
0: Yeah. Sometimes it's good to be the little fish. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. The big fish don't know your name. Yes. Yeah. I yes. get that.
1: You have somewhere to grow.
0: <laughs> exactly. You can't grow in a small fish tank. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Um, So how have you changed after the experience? Do you think you have? Do you think it's given you more tools in your toolbox to cope with things like being locked down and having your liberties taken away and, you know, all of those types of things that we get bombarded with at the moment? It
1: definitely puts things into perspective Mm. because, and I mean, like you see it probably a lot at the moment is – Yes, there's always something worse or someone's always going through something, you know, harder and things like that. Mm -hmm. But for me, I think that I just am grateful for what I have Mm -hmm. and to not take what I do have for granted anymore because it can Mm -hmm. go at any time. And yeah, I think for me, I just appreciate the smaller things that I would once have taken for granted.
0: Well, that's positive. Hmm. That's a good mindset. Now, let's talk quickly about you. Still got your apartment in Melbourne? I do. What? What all, What happened there? Because for the most part, for the last six years, <laughs> we see your life unfolding on Instagram, and then you got engaged at one point as well, didn't I you?
1: Did I did. That's so. What one without does.
0: being rude, what what happened there?
1: Uh, I went to the army. Oh. And I come back and it was one of those things that you realize. So,
0: realise. so that, that the army changed that.
1: Yeah. So it did change something. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Wow.
0: Okay. Yeah. That's see that's impactful. When I say it, how does it change? Yeah. That's probably a significant thing to bring <laughs> well, up, Dominic. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I guess. Okay. Um, yeah, no. I was. Yep. Um and
0: You're not now. Not now. Yeah. yeah. And
1: we move on. And we yeah.
0: Still friends? Yeah. Yeah, okay.
1: He's with the dog oh. <laughs> in my apartment in Melbourne. <laughs> it's our dog, I guess, but right. yeah, yeah. okay, joint custody. Yes. Yeah, right, yep. got
0: you. Okay. Well, that's a very interesting to- – so we've been talking for a long time, a long time, which is not bad. Kels, we haven't really gotten much out of you no, no, yet. No, that's fine. <laughs> um it's fine. What's the pl- – do you have a plan in place for – The pub at this stage? Or is it too hard to plan anything?
2: It's too hard to plan anything. Like, Mm. you just don't know what's coming.
0: Yeah. Take
2: day by day.
0: Sit down the street and have...
2: That's right. Live the best life.
0: So are you staying on this side of the river at the moment? Or are you working for Jussie? Or what's going on?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yes to all of the above? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because... Obviously, Jussie lives over in Euston, but if you're an essential worker or owned business, how does that all – I don't even know how that all works.
2: So we can go to our business in New South Wales. Right. And come home to Victoria. That's
0: fine. Right. Okay. Because I had – there's been a couple of instances at the gym where people from Euston have come in and gone, oh, we didn't realise. And, and I have tried to get VicPol on the um, on the pod today and have heard nothing, I guess they're a bit busy, Um, just for some clarification as to how this all works. But you had an interesting phone call.
1: I did. Um, Obviously, I run a dance school in Victoria Mm. and I do have students that live in New South Wales. So my biggest concern on Sunday was getting my students to see where we stood, where we stand with them coming over. And I called everyone. I did DHHS, I did the New South Wales Government... I did uh, the police in Swan Hill. Um, I didn't call police in New South Wales because technically it's the Victorian border yeah. that we had to worry about it's getting not, across. Yeah. It wasn't New South Wales. No. Anyway, I it wasn't clear. Um, it does say that New South Wales residents can leave for exercise, but with only one other person mm. And it must be outside.
0: And does it have to be within five kilometres of, of
1: their LGA? Yeah, yes.
0: of their LGA or of their
1: residence? Oh, well, see, that's yeah. the thing. Because in New South Wales, for it, they've broken things down into LGAs.
0: But and is, that's fine for Sydney because yeah, the LGAs are minuscule mini. yeah, in exactly. Sydney. But out here, when you've got Balranald, which is Shire Council, hundreds and hundreds is, of
1: kilometres. Yeah. Yeah. So ten
0: thousand y- and a half square kilometres or yeah, something, isn't it? Yeah. Is it Tess Kelsey? Do you know how big you're like <laughs> no, <laughs> okay? No idea.
1: <laughs> um, so yeah, for, so I obviously I want my students to be able to dance. So mm. I called the New South Wales government and she asked I asked her all the questions, like what's the go? Like it's where classes recreational and educational. Right. So we can get it we have a little bit of leniency. Um, because they are getting an education. Yes. It's also recreational sport. Yes. So it's both. So her at the end of her conversation, it was pretty much, it depends who stops you on the border as to the reason you give for crossing. So there was no yes, no, maybe. It was sort of, it's your discretion of what happens. And for me, that was really hard because even from our Victorian government people, we don't have a directive to refuse mm. people in our border communities. And then that's when it gets more confusing. It's not only a local government area, we're also that border community. Correct. So that's it's, it's so muddy. So, so it's muddy. It's so
0: muddy. And I had an email, and we get these every day, but she said there's been reports that police officers – deployed to border areas are being declined take-away food service because they have mostly Melbourne licence addresses, assuming that these individuals are off-duty officers out of uniform. Um, so the businesses – and this is another, another strain on small business. They're told to do this, refuse people with Melbourne
1: postcodes. Exactly.
0: And then when they do that, you know, anywhere, any Joe Blow could come in say, I'm an off-duty cop, this is why I've got a Melbourne licence – I I got that email this morning and I went, good on them. At least they're doing their job. This is what you've asked. Exactly. This is the directive you've given to small business and ta- and hospitality businesses. They're doing their job.
1: Yeah. And like, I said that to Jossie this morning. She's like, read this email because I don't understand it. And I said, and I was exactly like you. I was like, well, one, it should say great job for doing yeah. the right thing. Yep. And then I said, what are you supposed to do? Then ask these people that have Melbourne licences. Oh, by the way, are you a policeman and do you have your badge? Mm. I mean, you know, like, yeah, it's hard. Yeah, it is it's hard. So hard. But
0: the, and there's also, and this is just advice that, um, well, it doesn't sound. And again, but it's it's all open for interpretation. But yeah, that's there's right. no real, and this is from everywhere, everywhere. There's no black and white.
2: These are the rules. Yeah. This is
0: what you can and can't do because there's always other variables that come in. This which was, is
2: this was a situation we had two weeks ago of Victorians coming to the pub for tea, but. We weren't responsible to say, no, no, you can't come. But we took it to our own hands and said, we're going to have to cancel your booking because you're technically not allowed to come for tea. Yeah. You're going to get caught on the way back.
0: Yeah. Which is a duty of care thing, Mm. I would have thought. And same thing with, you know, if you're getting – if they're refusing service to someone that's got a a Melbourne licence – that's what they've been told to exactly, do. And
1: that's right. Yeah.
0: So anyway, yeah. Um, I think that was just these these emails get sent every day just with, you know, updates and stuff. So I think that was just an update on if you hear this is what's going on. But something else. Here's another little project. So you'd be all well aware of the new netball change rooms that are going up. This is just my little council update part of the podcast. So I can my
1: favourite. I love bang,
0: this part. Bang on about everything that's happening. So the <laughs> frame is up. At the netball change rooms. We're not going to get to use them, obviously, this year because who knows when. So, see, Rez have made finals if finals play.
1: Yes, which is looking less likely <sighs> as each minute passes of each day.
0: So... I have had three different appointments throughout the season to be tested for my B grade badge, and anyone that knows umpiring, like it is, it is six years I've been working, trying to get better, traveling around the state, trying to get this, trying to get better. We've had three appointments this year, and every single one of them, lockdown, no games. <laughs> <sighs> um, but the footpath we mentioned last week has been finished. Yeah, the anniversary yes. drive footpath, which yes. is nice, the little With rails, its barricades. Uh, yes, which is nice, but there's a new playground, new play equipment going in at Rottnest Park. There is, yes, yeah. it's all out, and the,
1: all the work is happening there.
0: Yeah, I haven't seen it today. Have they started putting the new playground in? Because I know it's been pulled no, out.
1: No, I think they're doing foundations at the moment. So they've uh. got the foundation of where the f- new Flying Fox will be going, mm. um, and then, yeah
0: exciting so watch this space definitely it'll be um, good very good yeah um it will be
1: did you have a little meeting on tuesday night
0: yes that was the oh, geez, you're good at this um yeah we did have a little meeting on tuesday night and we had Let's a great a <laughs> <laughs> we had a great cast of people jussie said she was and fair enough jussie's with child so i understand the fatigue that comes with that it is like Fatigue that you have have never <laughs> felt and will never feel again. But we had a cast of very productive and informed and constructive people on this Zoom meeting with um, Deb, who's the consultant that's putting together the community vision, which then becomes the community plan, which then forms our 10-year major projects plan. So um, have you filled in? You've done the survey, you said, haven't yes. you? Yes. Have you, Kels, done the council survey?
2: I don't think I have.
0: Well, keep a lookout. In fact, you can find the link on the Vale Podcast <laughs> Facebook page. <Sure. laughs> it takes about ten minutes. It's literally just ask questions oh, about. God. I
2: don't have any time. Sorry. I think
0: you've got plenty of time <laughs> at the moment. You've been sitting in here for an hour.
1: <laughs> That's only so funny because we've been sitting at loft since eight thirty this morning. <laughs> have you guys supporting been there our since local businesses?
0: I for a walk. Well, yeah, you said you've been for a walk. Beautiful yep. day for a walk. Beautiful. Have you seen any magpies?
1: No, but we were talking about that this morning. Because,
0: mm. there, But there's never – I haven't, for the last couple of years, haven't seen anywhere on the Cut or over in, on the Euston track. Did You You went over the bridge, didn't you? There's yes.
2: I'm in the Euston estate I got swooped by last year.
0: Oh, really? Oh, actually, there's one in that big gum tree across from <laughs> – yeah, uh, right at the bottom of the hill. So <laughs> I remember Luke got done there as well. You'll have to start coming to spin then, Kels, while you've got some time off. <laughs> wow <laughs> don't commit <laughs> don't sound so excited
1: <laughs> businesses supporting local oh
0: supporting local businesses yeah that's what that's that's i was just having this conversation with um jess the osteo mm. and i think people have been and kelsey you could probably give me a better insight into this i think people have been quite good with the whole supporting local businesses during lockdowns and doing takeaways and things like that how, how have you guys and and loft found it because I'm guessing you and Jussie discuss.
2: We can't complain in Euston, but um, we've had we've been pretty good. Mm. Um, yeah, everyone's been pretty supportive. Mm.
0: I now look at lockdowns and go, great, a week of eating takeaway food, <laughs> and my waistline illustrates that. But I don't care because it is. I think it's really important.
1: Yeah. Super oh. important because we are going to come out of this one day. Yes, and. If we don't do it while we're in this, mm. then those will not be there.
0: Exactly. And I want those burgers to be there when we reopen. Yes. When we get back to COVID normal.
1: Cannot wait. <laughs> We've done our bit today. We've done our bit. I've done my bit every day this week. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah,
0: I do my, di- uh, my bit daily. But it's good. <gasps> yeah, it is good. Now, another thing, and I don't know whether you go to Swan Hill quite a bit. Do you go through Menang?
1: Negative. No. Mm. But I have seen yes, what the you're Yes,
0: the Manane Cafe is open again. Yes. Which is fantastic for a number of reasons. If I come home early enough, it's usually still open at, until 7 o'clock, 9 o'clock I think on a Saturday. But on my way, if I'm going early, they're open from like 7 o'clock and they do bacon and egg rolls. oh Happy days. I love that. Happy days. That. But, yeah. yeah, so
1: good, you know, like those businesses opening, like the women's store we were talking about last yeah. week as well, just those little – places that you sort of forget about but when they're there it's a savior
0: oh and it's like a mirage yeah in the desert and it literally is in the middle of the desert sometimes but i went out and had um nick's chicken green curry a couple weeks ago delicious tried to make it during the week could not i can't <laughs> i can't cook rice either like i know that sounds ridiculous but i really struggled to cook even in a rice cooker I tried to do it again last night cannot do it i just buy the packets <laughs> now um but it's really good to have somewhere to stop if i'm going the back way to mildura as i often do to have a good coffee waiting for me at weeman delish yeah absolutely Hash, have you spoken to nick
2: no not really we popped oh. out there last right friday, friday i think it was yeah
0: she would have been busy on a Friday, wouldn't she?
2: Um, not sure. Didn't really have much of a conversation with her, but because she was run off her feet, yeah, she's yeah. she's been busy. I think. Oh, yeah, that's good because she's licensed as well.
0: So I'm imagining after like five o'clock on a Friday, she'd get the fridge cleaned out. Yeah, I think she does. Mm. Well, that's good. Happy days. Are you coming back next week? I'm around. Please do. I can. This is great. I can drop in. Um, do you have any previous media experience?
1: No. Hmm.
0: Only reason I reason I've ask, done a
1: few musicals.
0: Yeah, but no, I'm talking about <laughs> things like this because when you speak, you don't say, um, ever.
1: Because it's not allowed.
0: Well, no, it's not allowed. Mm. And I appreciate it because it saves me a hell of a lot of time with editing. But it's not something that you often see with r- people that are relatively new.
1: Yeah. I am a good MC. I'm actually MCing in Swan Hill this weekend.
0: Is that still going ahead?
1: Yeah. Is it? It can.
0: Okay. The only – well, because the concern in Swan Hill is Murray Downs residents.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't think there's any New South Wales people coming. Okay. Obviously because – Not participating. Yeah. Yeah. So all of the debutantes and their partners are Swan Hill residents. Yeah. So we did have that conversation on Monday actually. So –
0: So they all live this side. Yes,
1: they do. Interesting. Because
0: I think that was the the, – straw that broke the camel's back because Central Murray Footy League were going to go ahead this, this weekend with their finals. Yeah. And I kind of looked at that and went, this is the team that Bell Reynolds are part of and their A-grade netballers finished on top of the ladder so they wouldn't have played. But they've got cross-border teams as well. They've got them, Kunduk Barham, Tulibak Manang. But there's also the Murray Downs Estate yep. in Swan Hill that is New South Wales. Oh. So, I call, only called it last night, but when they said they're going to go ahead, I thought, how on earth are you going to do that? Like, surely that's... Anyway, so they're not now called. So, I'm glad your Deb is going ahead. That'll yes. be something to look forward to. It is. It, yeah. Uh, they've,
1: honestly, they've had it postponed for 18 months now. This has been in the making for 18 months. They've postponed it five times. Oh, my
0: God. So, these girls
1: were supposed to do it, I think, in their year 11. Oh. If not at the end of their year 10. And yeah. they're all pretty much all now in year 12. <laughs> so...
0: What about the dresses? Like, because growth spurts in yeah. year 11 and year 12. I grew yeah. three inches in year 11.
1: I don't know. I Yeah, I'm not sure. Huh. I have no idea. But I know they'll be dressed up, so. Well,
0: and I hope they have a wonderful time. Yeah. And I hope you have a wonderful time. It'll
1: be good. It'll mm. be, yeah, it'll be so nice. And, you know, country towns love their ball. Oh, I love you a know? dead ball. It's so good. Love a dead ball. Love it.
0: Yeah. Well, enjoy, Kels. Good luck. We'll see you when the pub opens again. Thanks. I'll come and have a beer. I'll come and I'll come and stimulate the local economy and have a night at Euston.
1: <laughs> I think we all should. I think, I think yeah, we all should I think, too. You know what? Yeah. We, we, that was the only place we could go at one stage. Yeah. And they've been so lucky. So I think they've given to us. Yes. And now we go back over there. Yeah. And once We could we do we the can.
0: same thing at the golf club on this side and the jack. Yeah. Have like a tour of oh. the Jack and then finish the golf club and yeah. pass out. let's do – what is it? Like one of those
1: little rotating dinners. How <laughs> good. Yeah. yeah. Mystery bus back. tour. Oh my which God. won't be
0: too much of a mystery. But
1: <laughs> 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 we can wear our masks when we're smiling on it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right on, you too. Thanks that. very much. Thank you. Ciao.
0: Thanks for listening to the Vale Podcast, driven straight down the middle by the Robinvale Golf Resort. RobinvaleGolfClub.com.au